Hi, this is Dr. Gwen. Welcome to my Women's Health Podcast. Today we're going to continue the Pink Month theme because this is October. Um, and we're going to talk about a breast cancer study that I think is very interesting, as well as move along to some clinical trials that are recommended for weight loss. Um, so the first one is called Mediterranean Diet Linked to Lower Risk of Breast Cancer. In the Pink Month, or the National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, there was a report um, that talks about that diet is important for preventing breast cancer, a disease that will eventually develop in 1 in 8 women. I remember what it used to be, like 1 in 12, 1 in 11, so we do see this increasing. And Think about 8 women on your block, and one of you will have breast cancer, so statistically the odds are high. It's also increased because we're living longer, um, but still, there are things that we can do that may influence our, the outcome of getting or not getting breast cancer. So this one talks about eating a Mediterranean diet, which can help to reduce risk of breast cancer in postmenopausal women. Um, and this was actually a study published in the July issue of the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. Um, this was a, a study that was comes out of uh, Athens, Greece, and in these they also worked with people from the Harvard School of Public Health, and they showed that women whose diet was two points closer on a zero to nine scale to, to traditional Mediterranean diets were 22 percent less likely to develop breast cancer. For this study, the researchers followed up on 14,807 women in the European Protective Investigation into Cancer and Nutrition Cohort in Greece for an average of 8.8 .8 years and identified 240 incident cases of breast cancers. Participants' dietary patterns were evaluated on a 9-point scale for similarity to the traditional Mediterranean diet. Let me turn off my outlook. I'm sorry about that. In the, in the entire cohort, an increase of two points in the diet score was associated with 12% reduction in breast cancer risk. But the researchers thought that this association was not significant. The diet two points closer to the Mediterranean diet did not seem to reduce the risk of breast cancer among premenopausal women, but among postmenopausal women, it was associated with a 22% reduced risk of breast cancer. So I really like that idea because, as I mentioned earlier, we do see breast cancer increasing post-menopause, and one way that we might be able to uh, affect an outcome is changing our diets. And this, we do know the Mediterranean diet has other benefits as, as reduction of potential heart disease and so on. A health observer suggested that the Mediterranean diet may be more protective than what the study shows due to the possibility that the assessment of the study participants' diets could um, introduce er errors. Olive oil, which is a key component in the Mediterranean diet, has been associated with a lower risk of breast cancer. Uh, monounsaturated fatty acids and olive oil are at least partially responsible for the protective effect. Because the use of olive oil means that participants use less vegetable oils, such as corn oil and soybean oil, which do contain tumor-promoting omega-6 fatty acids. So here the key is 
throw out those vegetable oils and soybean oils and focus on olive oil. Anyway, the good news here that they, they conclude is that in some cases, breast cancer may be preventable. So change your diet. Do, do some research. Go Google and look up Mediterranean diets and also go to your local bookstore and look for a Mediterranean cookbook. Okay, the next one, um, building on the theme of what we eat, says clinical trials demonstrate effective weight loss strategies. So lifestyle interventions including physical activity and structured weight loss programs can result in significant weight loss for overweight, obese, and severely obese adults, according to two reports that were posted by JAMA, and that was in the October 27th issue of, of JAMA. According <clears throat> to background information in the papers, obesity is among the most significant public health pattern excuse me, health problems of the 21st century and the prevalence of obesity has been rapidly rising for the past three decades, especially among African-American women. National statistics indicate that the prevalence for overweight and obesity combined having a body mass index of 25 or greater is 68% of the population. Wow. Both of the papers that uh, are or reported note the increased risk of numerous other medical problems for people who are overweight or obese, including diabetes and high blood pressure. And they also point out the lack of science, scientific evidence for most weight loss programs or evidence-based treatment guidelines, particularly for severe obesity. So, in a one-year intensive lifestyle intervention study of diet and physical activity, the uh, principal investigator is from the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine and colleagues. They randomized a group of 130 severely obese adult individuals without diabetes in two groups to assess weight loss for a period of one year. One group was randomized to diet and physical activity for the entire 12 months, while the other group had the identical dietary intervention but with physical activity delayed for six months. The study was conducted from February 2007 with follow-up through April 2010. To facilitate dietary compliance and improve weight loss, liquid and pre-packaged meal replacements were provided at no cost for all but one meal per day during months 1 through 3 and for only one meal replacement per day during months 4 through 6. The physical activity component included brisk walking up to 60 minutes, five days a week. Participants were provided with a pedometer and encouraged to walk at least 10,000 steps a day, you know, the classic 10,000 step program. Small financial incentives for adherence to the behavioral groups of the intervention were also provided. The participants received a combination of group individual and telephone contacts as part of the lifestyle intervention. Of 130 participants randomized, 101 or 78 percent completed the 12-month follow-up. The group that started with the diet and physical activity lost more weight in the first six months than the delayed activity group. On average about 24 pounds as compared to the 18 pounds of the delayed activity group. However, the authors noted that weight loss at 12 months was about the same in the two groups, almost 27 pounds versus 22 pounds. Waist circumference, visceral abdominal fat, 
hepatic fat content, blood pressure, and insulin resistance were all reduced in both groups. In conclusion, they said that intensive lifestyle interventions using a behavioral-based approach can result in clinically significant and meaningfully weight loss and improvements in cardiometabolic risk factors in severely obese persons. It is also clear that physical activity should be incorporated early in any dietary restriction approach to induce weight loss and to reduce hepatic steatosis, which is a fatty liver, and abdominal fat. Um, they suggest that their data makes a strong case for serious consideration given by healthcare systems to incorporate more um, intensive lifestyle interventions. The thing I would want to know about this is um, what was the social support? What was the other, besides a change in diet, you know, obviously that was controlled, um, they, they must have had interventions of, you know, encouraging them. And I think that's what we, we see in some of these TV programs, that there's a social support component. There was an editorial, it's called The State of Obesity and Obesity Research, in, in response to this, and they said that class 2 obesity, um, body mass index of more than 35, and class 3 obesity, a BMI of 40 or more, is a prevailing condition that adversely affects health. Severe obesity is a prevalent public health problem disproportionately affecting women and minorities. There's still much to learn about the uh, mechanisms underlying dif differing risk and treatment outcomes with, between populations. So I like that idea about the class 2 obesity that's, that's somewhat new to me. Class 2 obesity is a BMI of greater than 35. Class 3 obesity is a BMI of 40. And as you know, or above, and as we know, we want to keep the BMI 20, no greater than 25. Um, that's all I have for today. This is Dr. Gwen. So get on your Mediterranean diet, use olive oil, get out there and walk, and take good care of yourself. Bye now.